really glad that you've joined us either on site or online. And uh, take it away. The Advent season has more to do with the coming of Jesus as King than it does about Jesus as a baby. And yet our focus tends to be on Jesus the baby. And yes, Jesus came as a miraculous baby. He grew up and was God present on earth, showing us the love and mercy God has for us. He was crucified because the religious leaders were scared of the change he brought to their way of thinking. And his sacrifice paid for our sins. But Jesus didn't stay dead. He was raised to life and raised to reign. He is the King of Kings. He is in charge and he is coming again. We know that God is good. He is all powerful, all knowledgeable, and outside of time and space being everywhere at once. We know that God loves us and he is just. He is holy, but merciful and gracious too. It is important that we remember his sovereignty and goodness. I'm going to take a moment. Um, I want us, I guess we're all seated, but if you can stand, that would be good, or just turn around. Um, but come up with something and tell two people something that God has done for you lately that is good. <laughs> oh, and if you're on site or online, um, feel free to put it in the comments section. This is your here. Thank you. 
Dodgers. Isn't that the better we better shut up for this COVID? <laughs> Thank the Lord anyway. Better, better home, better here. All of us are blessed with God's Since I'm up here, I didn't get to share, so I will share with everyone. Um, it, it dawned on me as I was standing over here um, singing, knowing full well I was going to come over here and be standing to preach. Um, that just a few months ago, before my, my surgery, I would not have been able to do that because I, I couldn't stand for long periods of time. And I am so very thankful that God made it possible for me to have the surgery when I did and that he has made it so that I can stand and walk without so much pain. Like, I, I don't feel the pain that I used to feel anymore. And I am so grateful. Um, and so... Um, that's, that's mine. <laughs> um, uh, our Bible passage for today is Philippians 4, 4 through 9. It says, always be joy, or full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. I'm going to tell you the sermon in a sentence right up front. Jesus is near, so we can live in peace. That's <laughs> Jesus is near, so we can live in peace. Verse 4 says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And there are people that use this verse um, that say that one can't be a Christian and be depressed at the same time. Um, so I tend to get guarded when I read this um, because I've had people use that. Um, but this verse isn't saying that we can't get depressed, that we can't be depressed. It isn't saying that only good things will come our way. It's saying that we look to God instead of to our circumstances. It's saying we train ourselves to look at the good God has done for us. Be full of joy in the Lord. Not just joy, not just always happy, but joy in the Lord and for what he has done. And Paul is writing from a Roman dungeon, so his circumstances are not great. Um, his life was literally on the balance. Uh, you know, he didn't know whether or not he, the verdict was going to come in that he was going to be put to death, or if he was going to be let go. He didn't know. It was he was his life was at risk as he was in this dungeon. He was dependent on the gifts from people like the Philippi, uh, Philippians to survive because 
the Roman government didn't take care of their prisoners like we do, they said, if you can't, if you don't have loved ones that take care of you, then you don't survive. So he had people, loved ones, take care of him, thankfully. Um, but he focuses on the fact that Christ was being preached. And, and in Philippians, he talks about the different motives that people had for preaching, um, some of it being out of greed of wanting to be the next Paul, and some of it being because they respected Paul um, and wanted to show their support for him. But he focused on the fact that Christ was still being preached, whatever the motives. And he uh, focused on the fact that people were praying for him. He was convinced that his life was more had more to offer um, the early church than what he had already done. Uh, he talks about that as well. He said, you know, he, he goes back and forth. It's like to die would be great to be with God, Christ, that would be amazing. But to stay here and continue my work would also be great. And I think that it would do more good for you, the Philippians, and for the other early church if I stick around. So I think that I'm going to. Um, he thought of the friends that he had made, that he had made. The Philippians were friends of his. They, he, he wrote to them often. They sent people. He, it was a more personal letter than most of his other letters. Um, so he was thinking about his friends. And he even talks about how the thought of the Philippians made him uh, praise God for them and thankful to God for them. Um, and I know that I have friends that every time they come to mind, I send a message of gratitude to God for them because I'm so grateful that they are part of my journey, both um, in life and in my journey with Christ. And they bring me joy. I'm hoping that you guys have those kinds of friends too. Friends that when they come to mind, you go, thank you, Jesus, for bringing them into my life. This is the kind of joy that we should have for each other. So hopefully some of some of us can express the joy, that kind of joy for each other. But it's also the joy that we should have with God and for God. Um, and that God has with us. He's thankful for us. As, you know, it was discussed, he delights in us. Um, he enjoys our presence. And he just wants to, he likes to think of us. It brings a smile to his face when he sees us and he thinks of us. Um, so we are supposed to rejoice in the Lord, for he is good. Verse 5. Let everyone see that you are considerate of all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Paul, even in chains, wanted the gospel message to be shared. Earlier in the letter, Paul tells the Philippians to be citizens of heaven and live a life according to that citizenship. Uh, Philippi was a Roman city, and the people there 
were citizens of Rome. And they were proud about that fact. And they knew the importance of living in a way that would bring honor to the Roman Empire. And so here Paul is, he mentions more than once, you are citizens of heaven. So we can be proud to be Americans, okay? It's okay. But we need to be proud or to be citizens of heaven. That needs to be our focus. And we need to be living a life not just that honors our country, but honors our God and honors our King. Um, he talked, Paul talks about Christ as their king, and they should live a life that brings honor to Jesus, as I said. Um, one of the ways to do that is by being considerate in everything that we do. Um, and that, the way it's said in the New Living Translation, be considerate in all you do, um, just hit home, because that's Putting others before ourselves. When we're considerate, we're thinking about what, how other people will perceive our actions. Will they feel loved through our actions and our words, or will they feel judged and condemned? Um, will they benefit? That's a big one, too. Are we willing to give of ourselves in such a way that other people benefit and we don't. That would be an attitude of Jesus that's also mentioned in Philippians too. Um, so we are supposed to be considerate of others. We want everyone to see that we care for other people above ourselves to bring honor to Christ Jesus because he is our king and he is returning soon. As I mentioned earlier, though, God is outside of time and space, able to be everywhere at once. So Jesus is returning as king, but he is already here as king. He is with us. In verse 6 and 7, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Here again, people like to say that if one has anxiety issues, that they're not being godly. And again, they get it wrong. We are supposed to be in constant communication with God, and that's what this is about. It's about um, telling God what we need, yes, but also what he's done for us and thanking him for it, which is why we had our little exercise, so to speak, um, <laughs> earlier about thanking God for what he has done. But it's a lot easier to say that we shouldn't worry than it is to actually not worry. Something comes up in our minds because, let's face it, our, 
the world around us is troubled. And we struggle with whether it be fear or whether it be um, insecurity or whatever it is. <laughs> um, we know that it, the world had, will, can be heavy. And when that comes, and it, we have thoughts that are troublesome in our spirit, we're supposed to be honest before God and tell him, hey, this is, this is freaking me out a little bit. And state our need. Say, I need. I don't know. You know, if, you, if, if, if your situation is that you don't know how to, you're going to pay your bills, like, just say, God, I don't know. How am I going to pay my bills? If it's, how am I going to survive COVID? Then you can say, God, I, I don't know. I need your help. I need your healing. But then you let it go. After you've been honest, after you've said your piece, you let it go. And again, easier said than done. <laughs> so how do we let it go? We let it go by focusing on other things. We can focus on who God is. We are to fix our thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, lovely, and admirable. We are to think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And I don't know about you, but I can't find anyone who fits that bill better than Jesus. So if you're struggling with a thought, it's going to be easier to push it out of your mind by replacing it with something else. Something good. Like Jesus. Like the Bible. And focusing our thoughts and training them to focus on God and the truths that he shared. It is by focusing our attention on who God is that we can experience the peace that is discussed in the passage. Peace that surpasses understanding. Peace that is a calm in the midst of a storm. Peace that knows that good thing is a weight. Peace that says, we can get through this trouble. Peace that surpasses our circumstances and understanding. And it is being able to rest in the knowledge of God and his sovereignty. King Jesus is here, and he is near. So we can live. Again, I want to thank you for connecting with us today, either on site or online. <clears throat> As you have been reminded frequently, I'm going to remind you again, you are sent. What does that mean? Jesus sends us out with confidence in his promises. He sends us to tell the world of his saving acts and to introduce others to his amazing grace. You are sent. Go in the power and with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Turn the world right side up. Go. 